The jagged skyline of Moriond, a relic from a bygone era, whispered tales of grandeur and despair. Having been built on a plateau, its high walls looked impenetrable. Birds avoided the airspace above, as if sensing the chilling melancholy that lay beneath. While most considered it a place of death, to Lorien, those ancient bricks beckoned with the allure of forgotten treasures. Using a rough-hewn grappling hook, Lorien launched it towards the walls, listening to the satisfying sound of metal biting into stone. Swiftly and stealthily, he scaled the walls, muscles, straining against the burden of his curiosity. Every grip, every foothold was a gamble against the unknown. Once atop, a panorama of desolation stretched before him. Buildings, once majestic, now lay in ruin, their spires broken, windows shattered, and rooftops caved in. Yet, it wasn't the decay that caught his breath, but the swirling mists below that seemed to have a life of their own. They moved unpredictably, giving glimpses of streets paved with gold, fountains long dry, and squares once bustling with life. Lorien descended into the city with grace, each step taken with the expertise of someone who had navigated countless forgotten realms. But Morion was different. The very air felt thick, charged with an age-old melancholy. The fog, which seemed so benign from afar, grew oppressive, its tendrils curling around his limbs, clouding his vision and muddling his thoughts. As he ventured deeper, faint lamentations reached his ears, a haunting chorus of sorrow and despair. Suddenly, from the dense fog, figures began to materialize. These weren't the fabled statues spoken of in tavern tales, but spectral images of Moriond's former inhabitants. Men, women, and even children, frozen in a state of anguish, their ethereal forms shimmering, mouths open in silent screams. Lorien's instinct to retreat was thwarted when he realized there was no clear path back. The fog had transformed the city's layout, making familiar territories foreign. Every alley he remembered climbing down led to another dead end or a more intense congregation of wailing spirits. Despite his initial shock, the thief's indomitable spirit ignited. The situation was dire, but not hopeless. Lorien knew he had to understand the essence of the curse that had befallen Moriond. Only then could he find an escape, and perhaps, just perhaps, the treasures that had lured him to this accursed place. Determination replaced dread as he pressed onwards, deeper into the lamenting heart of Moriond. The streets of Moriond bore witness to countless tales of despair. Cobblestones, worn smooth by time, reflected the ephemeral dance of the spirits above them. The mist that had once seemed malevolent now pulsated with the emotions of the trapped souls, giving the city an eerie luminescence. As Lorien navigated the alleyways, he felt the weight of countless eyes upon him. But these were not malicious stares, they bore a mournful plea, an urgency that tugged at the fringes of his heart. With each step, Lorien began to discern the distinct voices among the cacophony. The spirits weren't just aimlessly wailing. Their cries told stories of longing, of unfinished businesses, and of heart-wrenching farewells. They were trapped, not just within the walls of Moriond, 
but within the confines of their own unending torment. The pattern Lorien detected became clearer as he ventured further. Spirits near the armory seemed more agitated, their cries tinged with anger and regret. Those near the library fluttered restlessly, the weight of lost knowledge echoing in their mournful sighs. And the souls near the Grand Cathedral released cries that resonated with profound sorrow, their lament reaching the very heavens they could no longer touch. As Lorien approached the armory, the sheer magnitude of Morion's past might became evident. Once a fortress of formidable power, it now lay in ruins. Yet, amidst the decay, spectral soldiers could be seen, forever locked in battle, their swords clashing in silent fury. They seemed to be reliving their final stand, their determination to protect their city evident in their relentless combat. The library, a sprawling structure with towering columns and vast corridors, was a monument to Morion's thirst for knowledge. Ethereal scholars floated between the aisles, their fingers tracing over books they could no longer touch. The weight of their lost wisdom manifested as a persistent, haunting hum that reverberated throughout the stone walls. But it was the Grand Cathedral that held the most potent aura. Perched at the city's highest point, it dominated the skyline. Its once gleaming spires now corroded, but the beauty of its Gothic architecture remained undiminished. Spirits circled its towers in a never-ending spiral, their voices blending into a hymn of eternal despair. Lorien, piecing together these observations, realized that the lament of spirits wasn't just an effect of the curse but possibly its very source. Their collective anguish seemed to be what was keeping the curse alive. Driven by this newfound understanding and the hope of the treasures that might lie within, Lorien decided to brave the depths of these three pivotal locations, searching for a way to ease the spirit's pain and, in doing so, find his escape. The armory of Moriond, once a bustling hub of activity, was now a cacophony of silent clashes and the endless ringing of spectral steel. Amidst the ghostly soldiers, Lorien's gaze was drawn to a phantom figure, separate from the rest, diligently working on an anvil that glowed with an eerie light. The spectral blacksmith hammered relentlessly, each strike sending ripples through the spirits around, as if binding them tighter to their eternal battlefield. These weren't mere chains of metal, but of sorrow and despair, tethering the spirits to their unending torment. With deafness befitting his reputation, Lorien crept up to a weapon's rack shrouded in shadows. Among the ethereal armaments, one blade stood out, its form more tangible than the rest and resonating with an energy that beckoned him. With a swift motion, he grabbed the spectral blade, its cool weight promising power and perhaps a means to cut through the very chains of the curse. Next, the library, a labyrinth of knowledge, awaited him. The once comforting rustle of pages now bore the weight of desperation as ghostly scholars eternally searched for answers. Lorien could feel a cold, biting wind swirling through the vast aisles, seemingly born from the very size of the spirits themselves. Here, in this place of endless search, the weight of lost hope was almost palpable. Hidden amidst the countless tomes and scrolls, one particular parchment caught Lorien's attention. Sealed with a dark wax emblem and radiating an aura of forbidden knowledge, the scroll beckoned him. 
He recognized the emblem, the mark of forbidden magics, those that dared to challenge the very fabric of reality. With nimble fingers, Lorian claimed the scroll, feeling its latent power thrumming in response to his touch. The cathedral, however, was the culmination of his quest. Towering stained glass windows depicted haunting scenes of sorrow and redemption, casting kaleidoscopic shadows upon the interior. But it was the monstrous statue of a cloaked figure that held his attention. Grotesque and unsettling, it seemed out of place in such a holy sight, its shadow an abyss from which countless spirits tried to escape, only to be pulled back into its dark embrace. The statue was not merely stone, it pulsed, almost alive, with a malignant energy that seemed to feed off the spirit's despair. Lorian, relying on his instincts, began to search around the base. Hidden beneath a layer of dust and time, he found a tear-shaped gem embedded into the stone. Its glow, unlike the cold luminescence of the spirits, was warm and inviting. With a combination of strength and skill, Lorian prized the gem free, sensing an immediate shift in the atmosphere, as if the statue's grip on the spirits had weakened. With these three artifacts in his possession, the blade, the scroll, and the gem, Lorian felt an unprecedented surge of power and hope. He knew that these were the keys to unraveling Morion's curse, a beacon of light in a city consumed by shadows. The central square of Moriond, once a vibrant hub of gatherings and celebrations, now stood eerily silent, save for the muted wails of the spirits. The grand fountain at its heart, which had once cascaded water in joyous arcs, now stood still, its basin dry and cracked. It was here, amidst the statues and remnants of happier times, that Lorian prepared to confront the curse head-on. Drawing the spectral blade, its edge shimmering with an otherworldly glow, he carefully placed the pulsating gem atop the fountain's pedestal. With bated breath, he unfurled the forbidden scroll, watching in awe as the ancient symbols seemed to dance and shift, forming words and phrases beyond the comprehension of mere mortals. This was not a language of this realm, but of the void between life and death. As understanding dawned upon Lorien, he realized the tragic truth. The leaders of Moriond, in their desperation to protect their beloved city, had invoked a ritual of immense power, but without understanding its full ramifications. Instead of safeguarding its inhabitants, the ritual had ensnared them in a limbo of endless torment. Embracing his newfound knowledge, Lorien began to chant the incantation aloud, his voice gaining strength and confidence with each syllable. The gem, resonating with his voice, began to levitate, drawing energy from the spectral blade below. A brilliant beam of light pierced the sky, drawing the spirits towards it like moths to a flame. The atmosphere grew tense as a maelstrom of wailing souls swirled around the square, their energies colliding, their anguished cries reaching a deafening crescendo. The very fabric of Moriond seemed to tear and shudder, as if rebelling against the ritual's reversal. Driven by an instinctual understanding, Lorien thrust the blade deep into the heart of the square, its tip meeting the cobblestones below. The impact sent ripples through the ground, radiating outwards, challenging the very essence of the curse. The swirling mist, now resembling a monstrous entity, lunged at Lorien, 
attempting to swallow him whole. Yet, as the mist engulfed him, Lorien remained undeterred. The incantation's words continued to resonate within him, forming a protective barrier against the onslaught of despair. With each chant, the curse began to wane, its grip on the city, and its spirits faltering. The vortex of sorrow and rage began to dissipate, replaced by a calming luminescence that seemed to heal the very wounds of Moriond. The once oppressive mist of despair was now pierced by beams of ethereal light, each one representing a spirit freed from its torment. They swirled around Lorien in a mesmerizing dance, their energies resonating with the gem's pulsations. As they circled, Lorien could feel their gratitude, their hope, and their desperation to right the wrongs of the past. With every ounce of his being, Lorien channeled the energies into the spectral blade, trying to anchor Moriond against the malevolent pull of the curse. But as the spirits lent their strength, the ground trembled violently, echoing the struggles above. A thunderous roar echoed as the cobblestones splintered and cracked, revealing a gaping chasm, its more hungry and threatening. The force was immense, nearly overwhelming. Lorien, clutching the blade's hilt with white-knuckled intensity, felt as if he was at the center of a cosmic tug-of-war. The chasm beckoned, its pull insistent, aiming to drag him and the remnants of Moriond into oblivion. But the spirits, now luminous and radiant, rallied around him, intertwining their energies, forming a shield against the encroaching darkness. Yet, salvation, it seemed, wasn't destined to be so straightforward. The spirits, while free from the curse's chains, couldn't reclaim their earthly existence. Instead, as they expended their energy, they transformed into luminous pillars, shooting upwards into the heavens, their forms dissolving into starry constellations, etching the night sky with tales of their sacrifice. As the last spirit ascended, the chasm's pull intensified tenfold. Buildings crumbled, streets vanished, and the treasures that had lured Lorien to this cursed city were consumed by the abyss. Moriond, in its entirety, was being claimed by the very curse it had unwittingly invoked. But amidst the chaos, a strange serenity enveloped Lorien. Perhaps it was the weight of the spirit's sacrifice, or the realization of his unintended role in Morion's fate. He managed to pull the blade free and, using the last vestiges of its power, propelled himself away from the chasm's edge. The world that greeted Lorien outside the city's boundaries was eerily quiet. Moriond, with its haunting beauty and tragic past, was no more. The spectral wails, once a torment, now echoed in Lorien's mind as a melancholic lullaby. The thief who had entered the city in search of wealth left with nothing tangible, yet immeasurably richer in experience and sorrow. With heavy steps, Lorien ventured into the vast unknown, the haunting silhouette of Moriond forever etched in his memory. He wasn't a hero in the traditional sense, there would be no songs sung of his deeds or tales recounted in hushed tones. But in the silent depths of his heart, he carried the legacy of a city and its lost souls, a burden and honor that would accompany him until the end of his days.